well, firstly, are you sure Ian Acho is not going to Afton? That's a very good is. point. What about Dakar? Is he going as well? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't want to be. Uh, I don't want to assume their nationality, but I'm. <laughs> I believe they're both African. <laughs> um, he's from Zambia, uh, so yeah, yeah, he is. He's African. Um, so I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But they might be both be going. Um, but yeah, Vardy's out for three, three to four weeks. But Leicester don't have a game this weekend, so in my opinion, I wouldn't be buying Leicester assets. Probably. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to FPL Apprentices Season 2, Episode 25. Chris, we're back. It's another Eve, New Year's Eve this time, not Christmas Eve. Um, would you like to say hello? Yeah, hello everyone. Uh, Happy New Year's Eve, to be honest. Most of you are probably listening to this in the New Year, so Happy New Year, everyone. I uh, hope you all had a great Christmas. How was yours, Tom? Yeah, it was alright, actually. Um, got to watch a bit of football, went... Away to order shot with Woking, which was which was good fun. Um, so yeah, it was nice actually being able to go to games despite all this COVID stuff. Um, how was uh, Dorset? Yeah, I went down to to Dorset for the week either side of Christmas. First time ever away from my house at home, so I'm quite enjoyed it to be honest. Really nice place. You watch much football? I watch quite a bit of football on the dodgy Wi-Fi. Yeah, I was streaming it on Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, yeah. Do love uh do love football on Amazon. That is. That's when you know it's Christmas. They're the they're two game weeks. Well, it's a shame though they don't get the full game weeks. Um, we haven't we haven't had a full game week for a long time. I mean, I can't really remember the last time we had ten, we've watched ten games. I think it's been a month at least because it started with Tottenham Burnley when it got snowed off. That's when it all started back in game week whenever. Um, so it'll be nice to get back to having a full set of ten. Um, you want to predict when that will be? Uh well, fifteenth for January, hopefully game week twenty two. What you what you think there'll be no games called off from COVID in two weeks? Hopefully not. We've already had two cancellations for game week twenty one. Southampton versus Newcastle and Leicester versus Norwich, which thankfully aren't um their four teams that aren't very highly owned in, in the FPL scene, which is good to see. Yeah. Um Leicester Norwich could could still be played, but we might we probably won't know that till after the deadline. So don't uh, buy Leicester players, but if you have them, keep them. I'd say. But yeah, it is annoying. I'm I'm just hoping we don't uh, we don't lose any more games this week. It'd be nice to have at least eight games, um, plus any others that get added in. Exactly. But now, Tom, I think it's time for a little catch up on our team. Because last time we recorded, it was Christmas Eve, and since there has been Two game weeks, and we had very, very mixed fortunes in these two game weeks. Tom, do you want to tell us how game week 19 went for us? Yeah, um, not not very well. We got knocked out the cup, I think, as well that week. It, it was a very upsetting week. Um, we got like 30, I got like 25, we got, oh, sorry, we got 25 points. Um, we had no keeper. James got his usual zero points. Diaz got four with an assist, which was nice. Livera got one. Son, who we brought in for the for Salah, got eight. Um, Gallagher blanked. Foden blanked because he'd been a, been a naughty boy. Um, <laughs> Bowen bagged an assist. 
Watkins blanked. Ronaldo captain blank with a yellow card. Wilson, I don't even think he started. I think he got one point. Um, so yeah, we got we got a big red arrow, twenty five points. It, it it was a shocker of a week, and that's for sure. Yeah. So we dropped down to seven fifty k from about five hundred k in that one game week. Um, but this week was a heck of a lot better. Tom, sixty three points minus four. The the player we transferred in Calvert Lewin, a massive risk, uh, and we fully appreciated that at the time. Uh, didn't pay off when the Newcastle game, uh, Everton Newcastle game, was cancelled. So we only had ten players. But wow, did they perform, Tom? Even Williams coming off the bench for one point. I mean, we'll take that. Diaz with six points. Uh, City keeping that clean sheet away at Brentford. But the standout performance, Foden comes back into the team after Pep gave him his punishment. Bowen with the triple assist. And Ronaldo with the golden assist. Home to Burnley um, last night. So super week for us where a lot of people struggled and took minus points. We had 63 minus four. So uh, 59 all things considered, we're back up to 520k, Tom. So we're back on the up. Um, our team's in... It's in a difficult position right now, though, isn't it, Tom? Yeah. Um, it's not looking great. There's a lot of players that we'd definitely be looking to shift. Um, we, had, we we were talking about a possible early wild card in the coming weeks. Um, so there could be a wild card podcast coming up very very soon um but yeah there is there is lots of work to do on this team um but i think a lot of people are in a similar position so you'd hope that we can just get through it until we do hit the wild card yeah exactly it's a time of uncertainty right now there's still the big risk of games getting postponed at, at late notice so a wild card is not it's not the time for a wild card with so much uncertainty uh in the air so that will certainly be put off for at least uh, one or two game weeks. Uh, but our team this week, Tom, it's looking, it's looking. There's a lot of colours and there's a there's a few blanks. Uh, the Saints game being called off means Livramento, which is still owned by um, 16% of players. Tom, that 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 was going to hurt because Newcastle at home, possibly a double Newcastle and Brentford at home, would have been a superb double game week for him. But uh, it's been called off, which is a big shame. Um, Tom, can you just can you just give us your thoughts on that Newcastle situation? Wow, this is why the Southampton Newcastle game has got postponed because Newcastle have just got COVID and injury issues. But wow, they are a, they're in a wretched state right now, Tom. Yeah, um, they literally have no one left. I mean, they they have a lot they they have a lot of defenders out, and then in the United game, which they played fantastic in Jolinton putting a stellar performance. Wilson went off and he's out for a few months. Sam Axon went off injured. Fraser went off injured. So they literally have like no players left. I mean, we don't know who, who are the players that have COVID, but we knew it was like Leeds. Once they got hit by COVID, they were screwed. Newcastle have two defenders available. The rest are flagged. <laughs> and they have about, they have, yeah, yeah, literally they, they, they couldn't even field a back three. That's how much trouble they're in. Um, so I mean, you'd hope in two weeks' time they'll uh, they'll either buy some players or get some players back. But it's not a surprise that their games got called off. Um, and I mean, they need to get Wilson and say Maxon back as quick as possible, unless they just buy a new Wilson and a new say Maxon with the money they have. But I don't know who would want to go there to be honest. Um, in the position they're in. 
I can't yeah. see him attracting any top top name players. No, definitely not. I agree with you there. You mentioned a lot of flags, Tom. I imagine a few illnesses with COVID, but a lot of injuries. And it really makes me think about a trending topic recently on social media um, where Klopp and Tuchel especially have been raising some more awareness of player welfare uh, because of such a short turnaround, putting players at risk with the Boxing Days, 26th of December, and then um, the 28th of December game week as well. So two days rest for the players. And both Klopp and Tuchel were saying that the players need three days rest if they can go again. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that situation, Tom, with the Premier League putting games on every single day and not allowing players, clearly, based on the science, not enough time to, to rest and recuperate? And it's leading to a lot of injuries. Nah, I think I think they should stop moaning and just get on with it. I watch National League football where they have they're five leagues below the Premier League. They've got a lot less like um, recovery stuff. They have one physio, like one person that will do the massage and all that. They play like they play games every three days. I mean, I know this is two days, but they play that every week and they're fine. I think when you've got squads like Tuco and Klopp have as well and I mean, Pep, Pep wasn't the one moaning, actually, but Tuchel and Klopp, they've got big squads. Um, I think it's i think it's pathetic hearing them moan, especially when they're, yeah, they're the two of the best, probably two out of the best four squads in the league as well. So uh, I think it's Christmas time. It's always been a tradition. All The players have always coped. You didn't see this back 10, 10 years ago. You didn't see anyone complaining. Um, I think they should just get on with it and play, to be honest. And I know with COVID, obviously, they haven't got as many players to, to rotate, but Normally, um, you can easily, Chelsea could field a, a whole second team. Liverpool have got a decent amount of players they could field, um, you know, as we'll see when Salah and Mane go off to AFCON. So, no, I, I think I think it's fine. It's always been a tradition at Christmas. I think they've just got to get on with it and stop moaning, to be honest, in my opinion. I think I think it is a great tradition, but it can be slightly adjusted to, uh, to compensate for the players because... I think you've got to remember the intensity these players are playing at. Playing 90 minutes, two games um, in two two days, is it doesn't seem that safe. I understand some some teams are playing lower league teams that might be playing every you know Sunday and Tuesday, for example. But the intensity isn't as high as well. You've got to remember that. And also, I think when if you have it, it only happens once in a season. It's the 26th of December and the 28th of December. And a select few teams have to play uh, on both of those days. And the quality has to drop. You saw some of the squads that got put out on the, the 28th. You know, a lot weaker squads, partly because of injuries, partly because they just they can't afford to play some of, some of their players. You know, Southampton's team was heavily rotated against Spurs uh, because they simply couldn't afford to put out their, their strongest 11 in, in fear of, or at risk, because they're at such high risk of getting injured. And, you know, You'd rather see a really high quality game played a day later, would you not? That's how I see it. And I don't see the the big deal of moving the game, all the games from the 28th to the 29th. I mean, okay, you miss one day of football, the festive period, but you're still getting a load more the next day. So I don't see how that's such big of a deal. And then you give the players the three days. But look, the schedule in, in December is just very, very hard anyway. So there's going to be injuries and the squads are going to be tied up. Just, just give them another day. It's, uh, that's why I agree with Klopp. They're not saying completely changed the festive schedule they're saying we just need an extra day or two we have to play so many games so I agree with them to be honest I think they should play just give them three days rest 
But then so they'll be moaning. Then they'll be moaning that they play New Year's Day as well because they're not going to play everyone on the 29th. Then if someone plays them on the 30th, then they don't have the two days rest, do they? Because if you move it back again, then it's just less time to rest between New Year as well. And we heard last year. Remember when Manu got that triple game week? Fernandez says he loves it. He says he can easily play two games every. He could. He said he wanted to play in all three of them, and they they should be fit enough to play. Um, and like like I said, Liverpool and and Chelsea have two out of the four biggest squads in the league, so they have they have the players to rotate. Um, so I don't think it should be those type of managers moaning. If anyone moaning, it's the the Leeds or Burnley people like that. But they don't moan; they just go on with it. So I don't know. I think I think Klopp's done enough moaning this year, to be honest. A bit bit fed up that coming from him. Um, but I can I can see a sort of side to it. But it's always been the case. Players normally get on with it. Um, and you don't really see too many players moaning about it. It's more the, the managers that they like to have a couple of excuses up their sleeves. Um, but yeah, I don't. It won't yeah. get changed. It won't get changed next no, year. I don't think but, it will. I think I think the the players are good. most players are going to love it. They get as a load of football in a short amount of time. But the managers, with their knowledge of of sports science, they know what's best for their players. And the players might not be. They might be aware of it, but they. They might be aware that they need three days rest and they need to eat this stuff to to be fit to go again, uh, but they just they just want to get out there. They're not too bothered about the science stuff. Most of them, um, so you know the the managers are trying to protect their players, and I can understand that um, because I think we want to see the best teams playing as often as possible. We don't want to see rotated squads, but that has to happen. And it's such a tight turnaround. So it's just an it's an interesting aspect of English football. Um, it's interesting to talk about. Yeah, but we haven't, we didn't see too many injuries in the twenty eighth of December, and it doesn't still just a lot of players on the, on the day. No, I know, but there there hasn't been many injuries at all that have come out from them playing two days in a row, and a lot of players did play two games in a row, and and like it's down to like you said, it's down to the managers to manage their team. So if you don't like it, don't play the players. Like Kane got subbed early in the game before the sixtieth minute. So he got his 30 minutes rest and the players that can't last 92 games in a row, that's just take them off and then don't or don't start. You've got the squads to do it. Like Chelsea's, Chelsea's second team is as good as some of the teams in the relegate in, in the Premier League themselves. Um, obviously, though, with COVID, obviously it's harder, but they, ha- they have the players to do it. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, it won't change. That's for sure. No. I think well, it's a very difficult time, especially for the well, for the for the players' bodies and for the managers, obviously being worried about it. But you look at someone like Madison; he had to play a lot of minutes. He didn't get rotated much, and I think his injury against Liverpool um, was a result of playing too much. Uh, and then you could say, "Oh well, Rogers should have taken him off earlier in previous games," but he can't afford to because Madison's on such good form; he was their best player. You know, it's such a it's such a difficult position that the managers are in when the fixtures are coming so thick and fast, but. You know, just gotta take it. This is how it is. So, yeah. Well, that that injury Madison got, he's he's fit to play at the weekend. So he obviously wasn't that bad. Good. I'm glad to hear. Well, he's not playing at the weekend, sorry, because there's no game. <laughs> but he was fit. He was fit to play. But yeah, no, there there is a point to it, but it won't get changed. But next year will be different anyway because the world the World Cup. Which will, games will be played on Boxing Day though. They'll have like a they'll have a week's break after the. I don't even think they get a week's break after the final. <laughs> maybe then you can complain about uh, them not having enough time rest especially with all the travelling they have to do for the World Cup so yeah next year will be even more hectic 
and there'll be a lot more injuries, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I'm glad we touched on that, Tom. Um, mm-hmm. Now I'd want to move us on to to review of the, the main talking points from last game at Game Week 20. Uh, and we got started off with Palace against Norwich. 3-0, comfortable win. I think we did mention Edouard. We might have mentioned Edouard off-pod. Um, yeah, it was off-pod. Off-pod, yeah. Uh, such a great fixture, Norwich at home, and he comes over goal and two assists. But I think the main talking point from this game is Gallagher getting benched on. Quite a shame. I know my brother brought him in for a minus four, which didn't, didn't quite pay off. I, I don't think he was benched, Chris. Um he wasn't there. Cause he had, wasn't he had in the squad, sorry, yeah. 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 It's funny, there was there was rumours floating around um, around the deadline, but you can never know if the rumours are true. Um, and yeah, obviously, he might not even play again this weekend. It's unfortunate, it's a shame, because it's a game you didn't really want to miss out. And when they play Norwich, that was his best fixture. So it is it's frustrating. Um, but Palace still won 3-0 comfortably. Um and I mean, just got to take it at this point. There's not much you can really do. It's so hard to know, especially as they're not allowed to release who has COVID at the time because of player safety and all this. I don't really get it, to be honest, because a player gets injured and it gets released. So I think they should release who has COVID when they get when they get it. But there's obviously some rules. Um, but yeah, at, at, at the way the games are going at the moment, you just got to take it and just try again next week. Um Something I do want to bring up, Chris, that we forgot is uh, obviously we podded on Christmas Eve. Do you remember what happened on the Boxing Day, Boxing Day deadline? Uh, we were on the call. We, we yes, right up to the last minute, we were we were talking about our transfers. Yeah. No, and the, the remember the the app the game went down five minutes before the deadline. Yeah, like I made everyone. my transfers. <laughs> Everyone, everyone missed out. My free hit got clicked just before it went down, so I got away with it. But there was a load of people that um that didn't get their their things. You obviously saw like the likes of my brother's team and stuff as well. And we've been saying that we've been saying leave it right up to the last minute, and that's what everyone's been saying. And now now you can't trust the FBL website to set up, which is, <laughs> which is embarrassing. Um, which is very poor from them. But yeah, if you got uh if you got caught from that, that's very unlucky. I would have been very annoyed. I think it probably would have ruined my boxing day, but um, I think you've just got got to move on from that and maybe make the transfers 15 minutes before the deadline. But um, we were waiting for things like city team news, so it's understandable leaving it right to the to the deadline. So you were very un very unfortunate, and we were we were lucky we made it just just in time. But um, but yeah, that is very unfortunate, uh, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. For people that left it late, I can I can completely sympathize with you um tom i just want to say i think you owe me a, a thank you because I, I told you look in your team now just in case anything happens yeah i know I, I, I yeah i was gonna lock it in anyway but yeah you did you did say and then you and then you were like oh what's going on i was like oh my word what's happening and i think i got a bit unlucky i was gonna make a change as well and i couldn't couldn't do it but i can't really moan thank, thanks to me getting it in um but yeah it is very unfortunate i think you've now just got to be careful and don't leave it to the last five minutes. We kept saying that this would happen at some point, though. Um, and I think it's pretty poor from uh, from them for not releasing a proper apology. Um, 
yeah. But yeah, just be careful when uh, leaving your when when leaving your teams late. There is a risk now. There is a risk. Yeah, I mean on Twitter, fantasy Premier League getting trolled by a fake account as well. That was quite funny. Yeah, that was. And the funny thing is, fantasy Premier League themselves came out in the evening and said, "How was your Boxing Days like score and everything?" They were they were they were taking the piss. I swear, like people they they must have known that their um, website went down and they didn't say anything. And then they come out with that. People were not happy. I saw a few comments on there. Um, but yeah, it's very unfortunate. But the way things are going, to be honest. Um, like I don't think it would have really mattered like, with all the games getting called off. It's, it's sort of the, one of the best weeks for it to happen in a way because there wasn't as many many games. But yeah, you just got to be even more careful now. Don't leave it right to the last minute because um, mm-hmm. that would be the worst thing that could happen. You can, you can see why the, why the game might have crashed. I mean, there, there would have been a really, really high traffic at that point and the servers can't cope. But the game is growing uh, and Every year, more and more players are playing the game. They, they've got to adapt with the times. They cannot afford games to be crashing like this. It's such an important time for many, many FPL managers. So I think they've got to do better. They've got to introduce new whatever they need to do. I'm not very teched up, but new server or something like that um, just to sort out the problem because uh, it's not really good enough. And you know, there was no compensation for people who were waiting until the last minute to make their transfers, you know? Yeah, no, and it's not like eight, all the eight million players would have been on the game. It probably wouldn't have even been. It probably would have been a couple of hundred thousand, I think, max. Yeah. so, I mean, that that is that is poor for them. But I think we, I think it happened last year as well. It went down for a period of time. Um. So yeah, that is something they need to sort out. And you'd hope now that they've seen it happen, they've they've made the server be able to cope with more people. Um. But yeah, very very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Oh, just a quick word. How was your free hit? Yeah, it was really good actually. I got, I got a huge green arrow. I think I went up to like seven hundred k from um from right on the one mil mark. So I had a nice green arrow. Captain Ronaldo, which was the only bad part, but I ended up having Mares. I went Mares over Foden. I got an Odegaard as well, who who hauled um Regulon as well. Kane and Son. So it was it was a good free hit. It was it was probably worth it to an extent um, because I would have got a lot less points. But now that Salah blanked, it's a bit annoying in a way. If Salah had hauled, it would have been definitely worth it um, against Leicester. But yeah, no, I'm pleased. And it, it got me a green arrow. I mean, I got a red arrow this week, but I'm in a good place. It was it was definitely the right call, I think. Definitely yeah, of course, because right. you, you made the part of the decision you made the free hit is because of Salah. You wanted to keep Salah for the Leicester away game. And by the way, you were very unfortunate not to get a return in that game. Um, but now, how do you see that situation? It's a, it's a pretty hot topic. He's still sitting at about 60% owned, I believe. Um, so what, what happens with, with Salah? I think I think he stays for the Chelsea game, especially because James is out and Chilwell. So they've got a weak fullback line to Salah. And Salah loves to play so far out wide. He's always on the touchline. Um, so he'll he'll he should be able to rip up Alonso. So I think I'll keep him this week. Um, haven't decided on captaincy, and then it's what your plan is for 22 and 23. If you're free hitting in 22, then that's fine. You can just bench him in 23. But if you're not, you could consider consider selling him to Son or someone like that. But you're going to want Salah back. That's that's my thinking as well. You, you're going to want him back when he comes back, and it, he's 13 mil. That's hard. That's very hard to get to you. 
you have to rip up your team unless you have money in the bank. You have to take at least a minus four probably. Um, so I think if I end up keeping him through the long run, I'll be in a I'll be in a better situation. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think from my point of view, if you've still got him, the Chelsea away game actually looks quite good. It might be a five on the FDR, but that's a good game. Uh, Missy's going to miss Brentford and Palace, but I think a lot of people are going to want a free hit in 22 because there's likely to be a lot of double game weeks. A lot of um, teams playing two games in one game week. And then after that, Leicester, Burnley, Norwich is a good run. So I think that run of free fixtures is, is a good enough reason to keep hold of, of Salah through the, the two games that he'll be at AFCON. Um, but there is a I mean, for me, Tom, I'm looking at wildcard in around game week 28, probably. And so I'm I'm playing before. I don't have him in my team uh, at the moment. And I won't get him back in my team to, to earliest game week 24. And then I've got to make the decision, well, do I go back to Salah uh, for three game weeks? Uh, and then he's got a blank in game week 27 for a reason I'm not sure. Um, but because he's got that blank in 27, I'm going to probably be wildcard in 28. Do I just hold off him for three game weeks and then get him in the wildcard? Yeah. It's a difficult situation. Whenever you go off someone who's so so vital in FBL like Salah, you, you know, you're you're in a difficult position to get him back with his price, but you, you know it's just difficult going without him. But uh, if I had him, I'd keep him now, and I'd I'd free hit in 22, bench him 23, and have him for 24 onwards. To be honest, yeah, he blanks in a 27 because it's the Carabao Cup final, and Liverpool and Arsenal are both in the semis in different um, ties, so one of them will get through. Um, but yeah, no, it it is a it is tough, and that's the thing. That's why, in a way, I've got the answer made up now. I just keep him for it. Um, but you don't know what it'll be like when he comes back from Afcon. I mean, the curse hit him. He celebrated Christmas and he missed his pen last time he celebrated Christmas last year. Liverpool lost six games in a row at home. Um, so it could be cursed, Chris. So you might be right. To be honest, I mean. I saw all the, the things after he put up the picture and he's like, oh, he's cursed again, he's cursed again. I'm like, look at all this nonsense. And he missed that pen. I was like, oh, oh thanks. Cheers, Salah. Don't celebrate Christmas next year, mate. Um, but yeah. And uh, another player, Chris, that probably won't play this weekend. Did you see what happened to Cancelo? No, I have you not. Seen he got he got attacked. Um, some guys came in his house and he tried to fight them off and he got he got attacked and they um, took all his jewellery and his family were there as well. Um, so his face is bruising and stuff. And I think mentally as well. So I don't think he'll be playing this week. But yeah, he tried to fight them off. I think there was about four of them and he, and his, yeah, his face doesn't look great. Um, so I think men, from a mental point of view, I don't think he'll be able to play this, this weekend, to be honest. Right. Which is right that's, been, that's interesting information. It probably won't get flagged up on FPL. No, um, it won't. But by the sounds of it, oof. I mean, Walker's coming back to fitness now and Zinchenko's been playing a car a bit more recently, so they've got the replacements for him. Um, well, I hope he gets better soon and his family can recover mentally because that's horrible. It seems yeah. to happen to quite a lot of footballers as well, even when they're at home. Sometimes in the past, Mane's got robbed. Sadio Mane for Liverpool, when he's been playing, his house has been robbed. But yeah. I know more recently, you look at, um, I think, Sarah Kolasinac got robbed. Yeah. Um, attacked in his home and he tried to fight them off. You know, Gabriel, I think the same thing happened. It's ridiculous. Um, you know, that's why you've got to be very careful, especially a professional footballer, about who you give your details to and hopefully no one can find out where you live. It's a very yeah. sad situation. 
And um, do you know the story behind Walker why he's been missing? Because I um I actually found out what's been wrong with it. Oh, I I seen on FBL he he's he's yellow flagged at the moment due to lack of match fitness. So he was Eve was ill. He had a little injury, I'd imagine. He um his his best friend died, I think. Um, so he had to uh he took he took a somewhere a week off or something. And then it obviously came back, and I believe he may have came back and got COVID. Um, it's either that or he's just come back, and obviously because he hasn't been training, because he had to take some time off because of his friend dying. Um, but yeah, so you'd hope he's back soon. But it wasn't it wasn't Pep punishing him. There was actually a a reason behind it. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that's very yeah. sad. So. so you'd hope you'd hope to see him back soon, and City will need him if uh, if Cancelo's out this week. Well. I say they'll need him, but they'll just stick Ake or someone there. They got the players. Like it's crazy. That means they're right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it is, it is mad, but I think I think Stones might actually deal as well. Um, but yeah, they have got the players. So, um, and they probably don't even need four defenders. <laughs> their their centre backs play high enough anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've gone a bit off topic. Um, were we talking yeah. about the, a game or something? I want I want to bring us back to because we got on the topic of Salah now. I've gone off Salah, and the reason why I went off Salah is because I wanted to get Kane in, Kane and Son in, and brings us on to the the next game, the second game of game week twenty, which was Southampton away at Tottenham. Now I watched um, what I could of this game, and Southampton played. Pro- You there, Chris? I think you've cut out. Um, I think what yeah, I think what you were saying. Are you, are you I'm back, Chris? I'm back. Sorry. Um, so the offside, as I was saying, is just ridiculous. It's such a tight call. Might be a slight FPL bias for me, given that I captain Kane. Um, but he looks really good. Uh, I really like the look of him right now. He looks confident. He looks on form. The way he dispatched the penalty and dispatched the offside goal is very promising. Um, and so to own him, I'm very pleased. And uh, I want to get your thoughts on him as well, Tom, because you're a Spurs fan. What what do you think about um, the Son and Kane debate as well? Yeah, so again, I didn't get to watch this game because I was at Woking, but watch the highlights. Kane's definitely back. And you can tell as well the passion when he scored against Liverpool. He is back mentally as well as as, as physically. Um, he's definitely the best option over him and Son. Very, un- very unfortunate. Kane, we saw Foden score a goal um, in the City game, and that was more offside than Kane's goal. Um, so it was very, very poor him. But yeah, he does look so good. Um, I think with Salah gone, I mean his fixtures aren't the best, but I think over those double game weeks, he's a mu- he's not a must because of his own quality, but he's definitely a player that me and you wouldn't want to go about. Um, he, look, he looks so good. Tottenham look a lot better as a team as well. And you can just tell by the way that they're celebrating, just there's a lot more passion. And there's passion from Conte himself as well. He's got them firing. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see it from Kane. Three goals in his last three games. And he and he should have, should have had four. Um, and it's funny, I think that was Tottenham's first pen of the season as well, which is uh, quite funny. Taking them a long time. Tottenham have missed three three games, so they're going to have three double game weeks at some point. And I think now you're at the point where Kane's a player you stick in your team and you and you just keep him for the rest of the season. I think I will be, unless of injury and stuff. But 
we know what Kane's been like every year. Once he's firing, he can score against any team. And there'll be the odd game where he blanks, obviously, but he'll be scoring most games and, and it, it'll be like it has been the last past seasons. Um, I think with Son as well, he still doesn't look as good as he did last year, but he's definitely getting better. And I think if you've got him, that's fine as well. I'd go Kane, but if your team's shaped different and you can only get Son, then that's good enough. Um, and he looks very happy as well, the way he's been celebrating and stuff. So I think I think there's an argument to have both. Um, there's an argument to have either as well, but I think you want to have at least one of them, to be honest. Yeah. I think I'm very pleased to own both Kane and Son right now before a Watford away fixture. I think there could be massive points there. Um Another Spurs player I want to mention, Tom, he's been talk of the town in the FPL Twitter community in the last week or two, is um, Sergio Regulon. And he gets hauled off at 45 minutes. Is that concerning? Because his attacking potential, it, every time I watch him, I think, especially that Palace game, the way the positions he was getting into, he, he was close to a big, big haul. I can see him bagging two goals in a game at some point. Honestly, the the, how forward, how far forward he gets is is ridiculous, and we've seen Spurs' defense generally been improving quite a bit um, since Conte's come in, and they look confident. They're recycling the ball really well with Dyer at central centre back. Um, they're getting into a real good rhythm right now, so the defensive output I think will be there, but it's it's the risk of uh, minutes getting managed or him getting benched. I mean, he got benched against Norwich, Liverpool and then gets subbed off against Southampton. So that he's only actually had a one full 90 in the last four games, Tom. Um, but his potential is so much, so much there. So what are your thoughts on him? He was um, he was injured in uh, for Norwich in the Liverpool game. He was just coming back in the, the Liverpool game from injury. Um, so I think that's why... I think Conte's just managing him. I think he starts at Watford. There will always be a risk, but three games in one week, like we were saying, they're not going to be able to play... 390, well, most players won't. Um, there is always a risk though when you play the wing-back system for them to get subbed for either an attacking player or for like a Doherty, but I think he's fine. I think he starts at, at Watford unless he has picked up a, a knock, but I looked at the Tottenham press conference and there's been nothing about it. So yeah, no, I think he's a great option. Um, and yeah, no, I think I think he's fine. He'll be fine. And uh, yeah, he'll be he'll play, he'll play a good amount of time this weekend, that's for sure. Yeah, okay. Um, from a Southampton point of view, there's one player I want to single out here. Uh, have we been turning a blind eye to James or Prowse? Three goals and assists in the last three games. He seems to no. do this every season, goes on this little run. Yeah, nah. Not for me. I don't, I don't, I don't want to play there. He's good. He's a good player, but not not, not for me, not FPL-wise. No. Yeah, nah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think like I said, he seems to go on these weird runs where he just suddenly gets like a goal, two goals, assist, and run of three, four, five games. Um, he's on great form. He looks confident, and he, he's he's pulling that Southampton team by the scruff of the neck, carrying them onwards. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to mention him because he has been performing well in the last three games. Yeah, um, Reese James is out for two months. Wow. He's torn his ligament. He's torn his sorry, where is it? He's torn his hamstring. His hamstring. Um, overplayed. I, nah, not overplayed. He, he nah, not overplayed. It was just he did it when we. I was watching the game. He 
I think he took. I can't. He did. So I think he got. I think he got kicked. So I thought it was an impact injury at first, but then he he went down and he and he kept on playing and then and then he just couldn't walk. Um, yeah, no, that's Chelsea are in trouble there with those wing backs. Gives uh two curls something to moan about. Okay. Um, and I I also read something, Chris, that uh. I think it was Crystal Palace. They might have asked for their game to get pulled off. I might be wrong. But... So we've got to keep an eye on that. Like, like we said, um, at the start of the pod, leave your chances till late in yeah. case of these games being pulled off because there is a lot of stuff. Obviously, Liverpool is having players out. Um, it could be it could be Warren. They're, they're, I think there will definitely be more games pulled off this week. Yeah. Uh, next game, Tom. Watford versus West Ham. Now, You've got some information about the Watford goal scorer, which I wasn't too pleased to hear. Yeah, Dennis isn't going to AFCON. He's been excused by his uh, country, I think. Ranieri blocked it or something like that. So, which is a real pain because I brought in King instead of Dennis because I thought Dennis was going. So, if you've got Dennis, you're lucky. Um, but it's interesting because I thought they had to let him go. Um, I thought it was the rule, but I'm a bit confused. But yeah, he's not going. So, he's Dennis is sticking around. Which is good news for Watford and Watford fans. It's great news for Watford. He's on great form, still comes back and gets yeah, another goal. Took it brilliantly. He's nearly forty percent owned on FPL though, Tom. Is he really? Oh yeah. My and word. he was gonna miss Newcastle and Norwich. And mm. now he's gonna play both of them. And his With doubles double game with Burnley, yeah. Palace and Wolves. So yeah. not owning him is a bit annoying. Um, he's gone up in price a lot. He started at I think five or six mil. He's now five or five point five mil, he's now six point one. Um, yeah, he's gone up from five mil to six point one to him. Jeez. There's a there's an argument to um to have King and Dennis. There is. Um because they're so well, they're not so cheap, but they are to an extent. With that if they do double in twenty one and twenty two, there's definitely an argument to have both. I think the way the way they play, uh, I look at the, the first goal at Watford West Ham that game and King was a bit more he was a bit deeper and he passed the ball forward to Dennis who seemed to be playing as a centre forward and I haven't watched the game Dennis might have been playing at the left wing for the rest of the game but Dennis might be moving um, into that central striker role yeah. which which increases his appeal I know King's got penalties but I I definitely prefer Dennis right now and if you've got him you must be buzzing I think his fixtures are quite good I mean after Tottenham you could say that's a half decent game for him. The form he's on, Newcastle, Norwich, West Ham, Brighton, Villa. You know it's a pretty decent run with the doubles. He's got decent fixtures, and with his price, it's really tempting to get him in. Um, I loved owning him earlier this season. I think he's a great player. Um, it's a difficult situation. I cannot believe he's forty percent owner. It's, it's no. a bit of a risk going without him, especially the form he's on. Yeah, no. Um, also. In case you were worried about Kane not playing, uh, Conte said he's he's all good and he's had enough time to rest. So I hope that locks in your Kane captain for you this weekend. Just thought I'd, uh, I'd let you know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I'm not I, I'm not scared of Dennis. Um, I have King. I'm 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 not I'm not too fast. I mean, he, I'm sure he'll do well on that, but no, I'm not I'm not going to fear Dennis to be honest. All right, well, if we move over to the away side that won after been on a, a rough patch of form since they came back from game week 12 international break, really. And 
but they they turn this one around, end up winning four one West Ham, and standout performer from an FPL perspective was Jarrod Byrne picking up the three assists. I think if you've got him, he's a good player to own at six point six mil. Decent fixtures moving forward, especially home fixtures. Next three home fixtures for West Ham, Tom, Leeds, Watford, and Newcastle. That's something you love to see. Um, outside of Bowen, I noticed Ben Rama's picked up two goals in his last two. He's before that he was a bit more of, bit of a rotation risk. His bonus point potential isn't great, uh, but he has just picked up two goals in his last two games. So I want to hear your thoughts on him with West Ham's good fixtures. No, 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 no. I hate that. Memorama ruined my season this year. Okay, now take out the saltiness. Um, why not? No, nah, I don't like him. Just go Bowen. I don't. I don't see that. I don't see why you need Memorama. Bowen's better. Memorama's cheaper. Six point one. Six point six. Bowen's not six point six. Yeah, their mama's 5.9 and Bowen's 6.6. What? He was 6.1 when I checked a couple of days ago, wasn't he? No, nah, he's never been 6.1. Oh, no. Oh, no. Nah, there's not worth it. Just go Bowen. He's better. He's a better player. I, don't, I, 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 I just wouldn't go near Ben Rama again. I think I agree I with like you, him. but I agree with you because Ben Rama's minutes, he never plays 90. And you've got Lanzini and Fornals who are fit, who are rotating with him. If he's on good form, it's great. But if he loses his form, he's likely to get rotated and he's a rotate, obviously a rotation risk. But with Burn, you feel, you feel like he's more nailed. Um, Moyes really trusts him. So um, definitely prefer Burn if you can get him over Ben Rama. I wouldn't really hop on Ben Rama. But there is a lack of midfield options at the moment, Tom. Mm, nah. But uh, wasn't it you off pod that was chatting crap about Bowen after his four points uh, the game before this he got his you know, I'm sure it was you that was saying oh he's rubbish was that you? Uh, I probably said West Ham aren't on very good form I don't think I said Bowen was rubbish nah it, maybe it wasn't you're, you're putting it. words in my mouth alright no maybe maybe it wasn't you someone someone I thought it was you someone was chatting I didn't watch the game Bowen. I just saw the highlights mm, maybe you did maybe you, you did I think I think it was. I think he did say something about Bowen. He didn't get many chances. It was more of a West Ham thing, though. No, oh, right. In the Saints game. No. Anyway, one more thing I want to mention about this game, Thomas Antonio. Picks up an assist. That's a goal and an assist since he's come back from injury. 36% owned. Thoughts? Um, yeah, with the lack of attacking options, I think he's a decent shout, to be honest. Um, he went through that, that bad spell of not scoring or not returning for like eight game weeks or something like that. Um, and I think I think he's definitely one to consider now. I won't be going there personally, but right, if you need a strike around that price, I'd probably go Calvert-Lewin over him. But you've got certainty of Antonio. So it's risky. Um, but Calvert-Lewin's a lot more of a punt. You'll gain a lot more from him. Um, better fixtures. But you've got certainty of Antonio that he'll, that he'll play. Um but yeah, he's definitely a definitely a good option at that price. One audacious statement, Tom. I'd prefer Calvert Lewin over Antonio. Wow. Yeah, well, you just told me Antonio's thirty percent owned as well. You want to Calvert Lewin hasn't come hasn't ranks. played a game in like two months, so it's a big risk. But that's why I say it's audacious. He could he's got the fixtures to do well. I think with Antonio, his 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 attacking stats have been a bit better the last two games. The fixtures have been quite good though. Um, I'd I'd stay off him this week. After that. I think there's there, there's a reason for you to go for Antonio, but I'd prefer someone cheaper like Dennis. I think he'll do just as well. 
and saves you pretty much two mil. So I think if you've got him, he's not a bad own, but I don't think he'll be that explosive, to be honest. Yeah, or you just go Kane. Let's get the money. Or you go Kane. Yeah. I prefer Kane. I don't think he's anywhere near as essential as he was at the start of the season. No, he, he was never essential. I wouldn't buy him. And it may have ruined my rank, but <laughs> I, I survived. Just about. All right, All right Tom. Um, we'll move on to the next game. Leicester-Liverpool. Wow, this was an interesting game. Liverpool starting off uh, looked like they were going to steamroll Leicester, creating a lot of chances. Salah gets the pen and then everything changes. Schmeichel saves the pen. Salah misses the follow-up. And the whole crowd, the atmosphere changed completely. Um the the whole of the Leicester team seemed to get some more confidence. They played with some more passion after that. Liverpool struggled to create as many chances after that. Um to go on to win the game. Tom, thoughts on the game? It was a very painful one to watch from as an FPR point of view. I found it quite funny taking FPR out of it, but it was a painful one. After Salah missed that pen, Liverpool weren't great attacking-wise. I think Henderson had about four half volleys from outside the box, honestly. <laughs> then he got subbed off and he was fuming. I mean, I don't think he was ever going to score one of those. But, um, but yeah, no, it was it was a frustrating watch, FPL point of view. But like I said, the Christmas curse has come for Liverpool and, and Salah. So, and uh, I've seen a lot of Liverpool fans say they're happy Manny's going to AFCON. He wasn't great, but I still think that he's a decent player. But people are ripping into him now. Did yeah. miss a good chance, but he, I don't know. he hasn't been he on the best form top. this season, that's for sure. Um, I think Liverpool, you've got some news on Liverpool's COVID situation, Tom. Yeah, so they've got three players out with COVID. Apparently, they're known, but they when you see the team sheet now, someone I follow that is normally quite reliable said so he thinks it's Allison and Firmino. I don't know who the third one is, but so that shouldn't affect you FPL wise. Um, it just means that Yotta becomes a better option. But we don't definitely know. And we don't 100% know the game will be on either. I mean, I think it, it should be on. But we know what Klopp's like. I'm sure he'll... If, he'll, he'll at least it gives him an excuse as well. He'll, he'll have a moan about it. Um, but I think it'll be on. But yeah, just keep an eye on that in case the third player is someone in your team. But yeah, obviously Alisson will be a miss. But Firmino is fine. Yeah, this week. And from a Leicester point of view, Tom, Lookman picking up his second goal in two games, uh, scored against City as well. Um, but I think they they bagged the clean sheet here with a very makeshift defensive line. Um, but I don't think you take I don't think you take from this game that Leicester's defence is now is now resolved. I think it's still going to be weak. It's still going to struggle in games moving forward uh, with the injuries. I wouldn't expect many clean sheets. Certainly wouldn't go there FPL-wise. I think more offensively, with Vardy out injured, I think if it was slightly more long-term, I'd really strongly consider Ian Acho because he got the, the haul against City and I think he's likely to play quite a lot if, if Vardy was out for a couple of months. Uh, but it looks like Vardy's only out for a couple of weeks, Tom. Well, firstly, are you sure Ian Acho is not going to AFCON? That's a very good is. point. What about Dakar? Is he going as well? I don't know. I, I don't want to be. Uh, I don't want to assume their nationality, but I'm. I believe they're both African. <laughs> um, he's from Zambia, so yeah, yeah, he is. He's African. Um, so I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But they might be both be going. 
Um, but yeah, Vardy's out for three, three to four weeks, but Leicester don't have a game this weekend. So in my opinion, I wouldn't be buying Leicester assets. Probably. No, but, it's a big shame with, with Madison because he's been on great form in December yeah. and he's looking like he would have had a double Norwich at home and, and someone else in, in 21. Uh, but he's picked up a knock and the game's been postponed against Norwich. So that's a big shame. I was certainly looking to invest. I think on our own team, Tom, we were looking at possibly investing on your own team, um, your solo yeah. team, you were looking to invest as well. So I think a lot of people would have transferred him in and that would have been a very sensible transfer, but it's not going to happen now. Um, stay off the Leicester boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sadly, yeah. They might they might still play, but we might not know till after the deadline. So. Yeah, because yeah. the game might get moved from the weekend to the midweek. That is why. Yeah, or the midweek after. There's talks of, yeah, game 21 going on to the midweek after, which is absolutely stupid. Yeah. That, that is, that is, that will really annoy me. They just put that in game week 22. You can't have it that, you can't have it that last and that long. Yeah. That'd I think, I think they should move the deadline to, to the next Wednesday, the second Wednesday. Yeah. 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 Well, see, they won't do that. They certainly won't. It'll be a game at 21 fixture, but I hope it yeah. doesn't happen. Okay. Yeah. So I'm moving on to uh, to another manager you haven't been the biggest fan of recently, Tuchel. So I picked up a one point at home to Brighton. Now, I think the, the biggest thing looking at Chelsea is their defensive problems right now. Obviously, you've got the injuries, but one clean sheet in their last eight Premier League fixtures, Tom. Absolutely abysmal, um, considering they were so strong earlier in the season. Uh, James is out. Chua was out. That's both massive. I think Thiago Silva's still injured as well. Uh, but the one source of light, source of hope, is Lukaku coming back. To two goals uh, in his last two games since coming back from injury. I think if Chelsea weren't going off to wherever they're going, Club World Cup, I would be considering the investment uh, after this tough run of Liverpool, City and Tottenham. But I think oh, on the wild card, if you're going to wild card about 28, uh, Chelsea's fixtures look really good. And I think uh, Lukaku is is going to offer value later on in this season, but for now, stay off stay off the whole Chelsea team. Get rid of all of them. I'd say to be honest, I wouldn't have Mount, I wouldn't have Lukaku, I wouldn't have James. I get rid of Rudiger probably as well now. So they've got two games off in twenty four and twenty five. Uh, yeah, for Club World Cup. So you've only got three games before that, and that's Liverpool City and Tottenham. So. Don't see much of a benefit in holding Chelsea assets. I'd I'd shift the the money elsewhere. Lukaku won't be coming in your FPL team, and he won't be coming in the Chelsea team for a few weeks after what he said at it by the sounds of it. <laughs> Go um, on, so me. I would I would not be uh I would not be going near Lukaku. He basically came out and said I I can't find the quote. He was like, uh, I'm physically fine, but two, the way Tuchel's playing, he's not suiting me. Um, but I've got to continue. But it's just. They're not trying to. Then the style is not suiting me and all that. But I've got to continue. And then he was talking about how he still loves Inter Milan and how he wants <laughs> to return to Inter Milan. And and two girls come out and said they're going to have a, a private meeting and and stuff. And so yeah, Lukaku will not be going anywhere near that. To be honest. Um, but I'm so happy to sell James. To be honest, I nearly sold him midweek, but I would have got Regulon. So luckily I didn't because it would have been a minus score for nothing. But I can't wait to sell him. Honestly, the man's a fraud. Um. And I'm I'm glad to see him that they I don't have to have him in my team anymore. Um, but yeah, we 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 said we saw we could tell Chelsea weren't doing as well when Chua got injured. When we were looking at your wild card, we said the no Chelsea defence. Um, 
and it worked out well. And and obviously we've seen the impact from No Chilwell. But yeah, no, don't don't go near Chelsea at all. Yeah, totally agree. And quick Brighton focus, Tom. Now they they've recovered from all of their injuries and and COVIDs. Um, Dunk is due back in game week twenty two, and so they're going to have a a strong defence again. And obviously we know how cheap they are. They've offered good value in the past. Now their fixtures turn again now. I mean, they base all of their hard games, Chelsea, Spurs, United got postponed. So with a blank in 24 due to, I think they were due to play Chelsea in the, before they went off to Club World Cup. Uh, but 21, they got Everton, then Palace, Leicester, blank, Watford, Burnley, Villa, Newcastle. It's up to game at 28. That's a good run of fixtures. No game is worth four or more in the FDR ranking. Um, so I think they could offer some good value at their cheap prices. Um if you've got Sanchez, he's a good keeper to have. Obviously, he's going to miss 24. Uh, but if you want to rotate it as a fourth or fifth defender, one of these Brighton defenders, uh, once I'd, I'd wait until next week. Uh, and then I think we're going to have some clarity on who's going to start uh, most weeks. I think Lanty's going to be a good option again. Um, just just, just have Brighton in the back of your mind because they're, they're very cheap. And you could probably go down to them from a, from a James or someone like that. I think they're or switch from Livramento, for example. I think that defensively, they could be they could be worth it up until about game at twenty eight. Just wanted to bring them up because that's an interesting fixture. Well, do you know who my goalkeeper is? Sanchez. Yeah, had him all season. Um, see, so I kept him through this period. So yeah, I'm looking forward to some clean sheets coming up. Definitely. And he's starting to make a few more saves as well, which is nice to see. Because before he was a six-point merchant, but now he's actually making quite a few saves. He is, yeah. So he, there is a, there'll be a few eight, eight, nine pointers in there. I'm glad I held him. Yeah, I mean he hasn't got less than three saves in his last six fixtures, Tom, which is something you really do love to see. Picked up his highest haul ever, probably at home to Brentford, nine pointer. They, they they tend to perform in the easier games, which is what you want to see. So. Definitely, definitely worth for consideration if you want to hop off Livramento on an early wild card. I think Brighton defence is what is one to go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. Uh, next game, now a team that has is having opposite uh, issues, team riddled with injuries right now, is Brentford. Now, they put up a good fight against City, only lost 1-0. Uh, but their team, Tom, it looks uh, everyone's flag, basically, on, on FPL. Yeah, it, it really doesn't look. It's a it's a abysmal situation to be in. I mean, pretty much all their first choice defence is injured, and you know their keeper's injured, and Bumo's injured. They just one signed a new keeper actually. Injured. Just now, signed one on loan. Signed a new keeper. Um, his name's Lossell or something. I think I've heard of him. So he'll probably come in. But Thompson, um, who came in for Henry, was class. He got man of the match for. Brentford and he's done himself proud, I think. That's what I like about Brentford. They've got a lot of injuries, but they're still out there fighting. Like they attacked City yeah. quite a lot. They had, they had a lot of chances. I love their corners as well. Play it into the big man who heads it down. They're, I, I, they're, they're great to watch. Um, and they have been unlucky with injuries. But you don't see Thomas Frank really moaning. He comes out and, 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 I, and I like him as a manager. He's a great guy. He's quite funny as well. But he comes out and... um. And just and just like he expects it from his players, even with about nearly all their first team out injured, and that's what I like to see. Um, 
I think Tony Tony was quite good as well. He, again, he played a bit deeper against City, which you'd expect against City. But yeah, no, I think Brentford did well. City could have had a few more, obviously. But no, I was, I was impressed with Brentford. I do like them, and I think they'll they'll definitely stay up. They're not a team to invest in now, but they are they are a good watch. Um, and yeah, no, a fair play. And but City did the job. They got the three points. So fair play to City. And it was. It was a comfortable three points to an extent. Like they only won one nil, and Brentford had a few chances, but they could have won by a few more. And I think if Brentford had scored, they they probably would have got a few more. I think it was sort of a game they just they just played through it. Um, they took they take they'll take the one nil when the likes of Chelsea, Liverpool are dropping points. Um, yeah, but City do look good. I think I, I can't see them not winning the league to be honest this year. What do we do with Bernardo Silva, Tom? He seems to keep on playing, but he, his purple patch is over. Uh, what do we do? Well, I don't know Bernardo Silva. But... <laughs> what does the FBL community do? Uh, that's, this is the thing with Bernardo Silva. I, li- I like him as a player and I've always thought he's underrated, but I'd never have him in my FPL team. And I know he was going for a good good spell where he was starting to score and stuff, but he's never that he's never that type of player for me. And he did have a few returns. Um I think I'd sell him this week. Would I go to a different city midfielder? Possibly, because there isn't a load of other options, but you've got to be prepared that you sell it for a player that gets benched because Mares has had three double-digit returns in a row and he got benched midweek. And I wouldn't be surprised if he gets benched again because that's just what Pep does. So you're taking a risk, but I would probably shift him now, to be honest. He's had his spell. He'd still be a great player, but he's not going to be getting you FPL returns. Especially with De Bruyne back in as well, he he sort of takes that. They're both playing centre mid, but De Bruyne, is, De Bruyne takes those uh, attacking returns away from Bernardo Silva and Martinez. You know what I can see, Tom, with Bernardo Silva with this situation in FPL. What's going to happen is a lot of people get him out for the Arsenal game if they can, if their team allows it. Um, if not, they'll probably get him out for the Chelsea game. Now, for me, and for our team as well, Tom. We don't own Bernardo Silva, I don't think. No, we've got no, we Foden. Um, I'm going to wildcard in game week 22, right? And he's not the most important player to get rid of. So I'll be keeping him for the Arsenal game. And after that, Southampton, Brentford, Norwich. And I can just see most people, but SA blanks against Southampton, he probably will. Uh, most people would have got rid of him. And I'll have him for Brentford and Norwich. And he'll go he'll go and get a haul one game. Because he's a, he's a City player that plays all the time. He'll get yeah. a haul. Most Never people would have got rid of him. him. Yeah. You know, you yeah. can see So... I think I'm just going to keep him. He's going to he's going to play a lot, and that, that's what you you want. He's in the city team. I think he's been slightly unfortunate not to get an assist or two in the last few weeks. Um, so I would personally keep hold of him, uh, especially if you're if you're free hitting in game 22. I think they've uh, they've scored 19 goals and he hasn't been involved. That's <laughs> 19 goals and he's yeah. played all the minutes. That's that's very unfortunate. Um, I think you you said you're wild card in 22. I think you meant free hitting. So what you're going to yeah, keep yeah, free myself. hitting? You're going to keep him on the free hit? On no, no, game. I'm saying for game at 22, I'll free hit and I'll have... Oh, team right. Yeah, so yeah. I miss yeah. the Chelsea game and then I get him back for Southampton, Brentford, Noy. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, no, I agree, I, I agree, actually. I think I was a bit harsh. I don't think he's a definite sell, but I I, I don't think I'd keep him if I had him in my team. And he's not the best City option, but no, City attackers are so hard to go through because they'll haul one week and then they'll be benched the next. So you've got, I think, once you get one, you've got to stick to them and be loyal to them. 
because when they play, they normally return and you've got to go through the bench with them. And Bernardo Silva has started most games, but it's with the likes of Foden. You go through those two games where he doesn't play and then he returns with 11 points. That could have easily been 16. Yep. Um, so I think once you have your City midfielder, you, you keep him and you stick with him. Bar maybe the likes of Mares who get benched three or four games in a row. And Mares is a streaky player that when he plays will return. So you keep him for a streak and you sell him. But yeah, is there an argument for De Bruyne, Chris? He looks great with Salah going. Salah to De Bruyne, maybe? I wouldn't go there. There's still the risk of rotation with Gundogan. And he's on good form, but Pep's going to manage his minutes. Uh, he's not going to want him getting injured with the Champions League returning. I think I think it's February. He's not going to want yeah, De Bruyne February. getting injured. So, um, I won't go there at his price. And you probably want to get Salah back in and you don't want De Bruyne to block it. Um, and also, City haven't got any double gaming. They played every single game. They haven't had a postponement all season. Oh, right. So I think um, you know you're going to get more from from going to someone like a Ronaldo or a Kane, if possible. But yeah. a good option, nonetheless. I think I do think though everyone free hitting on 22, they're going to overlook that Chelsea game. They won't have yeah. City players, and I think City could could put a few past Chelsea. You know. I feel like if you don't free hit, I reckon you'll get a few points off your seat, boys. Um, to be honest. So yeah, no, that'll be interesting. But yeah, City are a great fun to watch. I always enjoy watching them. Um, even when I don't own any of their assets. Hundred percent. Great team to watch. Hopefully I'm actually I'm actually in to some extent, even being a Liverpool fan, I'm hoping that they win the Champions League. I think it's just the the I support the English clubs in the Champions League. I'd love to see them win it this year. Everything they, they, they've gone through in the last three, four, five years under Pep in the Champions League. You just want them to finally win it. Well, I do at least. Um, and I hope Foden plays a big role in it as well. Being the Man City um, you know, fanboy from a kid up to now. So that's what I'm hoping for. Um, Man City, great team. We all know that. Anyway, moving on to the next game, Tom. Man United versus Burnley. Final game of the game week. Uh, I think we touched on it a little bit at the start. Um, Ronaldo getting the, getting the points here. It was it was pretty predictable, wasn't it? Burnley at home after like four weeks off, they weren't going to be at their best. No, no. And Ronaldo was always going to come back after his crap performance in, in Hall. I don't think there's much to say, much to take from this game. Apart from that Dalot and Tellers got dropped, so he actually hasn't decided his best fullbacks. But yeah, not not much to take in my opinion. I think if you look at Ronaldo, he's he's started and played ninety uh, in each of the last four Premier League games. At Arsenal, he only played eighty-seven. But you know, he's playing a lot of minutes, probably more than we would expect him to play. I think the United schedule has been quite kind. They've had three days off, um, 26th, 20, 27th, 30th, and then they'll play on the second, I believe. Um, so it's probably helped Ronaldo to play each game. Um, if you look at the fixtures, I mean, they might have Brentford or Brighton as a double, but Wolves, Villa and West Ham, it's, it's not amazing. Uh, I wouldn't expect too much from United offensively, but Ronaldo is always in the right positions. You saw that he's turned into a bit of a poacher uh, this season and last couple of seasons for Juventus, I think. So he's going to get you goals. I mean, he's got three hauls in his last five game weeks, so it's Ronaldo. Um when Salah gets backed on, I think Ronaldo and Salah both have nice runs. Um, who 
do you think like would you stay stick with Ronaldo uh, and I hope that he kind of keeps pace with Salah if you want to avoid Salah because of the price maybe until the World Cup for someone like me I don't know I don't think so I think I'd still go back to Salah I I wouldn't own I, I don't own Ronaldo I think Kane's a better option than Ronaldo um, as well um, there's probably an argument to keep Ronaldo I guess it depends how he does but I'd probably just get Salah back to be honest um, but Ronaldo Ronaldo will have games where he's going to haul and we've seen it all season you'll play you'll play a bad one game but you'll haul the next but I think someone like Kane will be more consistent um, but if you've got Ronaldo keep him I'd keep him for now that's, that's for sure yeah. alright Tom so that rounds off Game week 20, reviewing every single one of those games. A lot of talking points. I'm glad we talked that through because there are some interesting discussions there. Um, I want to move us on now, though, to uh, the preview for game week 21. Now, if we start off with our team, before we go into the prediction game, we've got a bare-thin squad, like we mentioned at the start of the episode. Livermento and Williams uh, both won't play because of fixture postponements. And James is obviously, as you mentioned, come out for two months. So we've got to change a defender, otherwise we'll only have two playing. And James is going to be the man to take away. It's the perfect time. We've been saying this episode how it is the, definitely the right time now to get rid of your Chelsea assets. Um, so he'll be going. And we've been, we've been weighing up the pros and cons of Matty Cash and Regulon. And at the moment, we've come to the decision on, on Regulon. Um, but we will wait until tomorrow morning to make a decision before the deadline. Um, why have we gone for Regulon over Cashton? So maybe he's... Um, Spurs are better than Villa. <laughs> uh, well, there's a few things. I think Regulon short term's better. He has more attacking threat than Cash. Um, and I think he's a better player to own playing at wing back. And he's a better player than Cash as well. Mm. Stats, I think. And the eye test back up Regulon's goal threat and assist threat. The positions he gets into, like I was saying earlier, is, is very promising. Uh, he's certainly a good watch uh, as an FPL owner, I'd imagine. So at the moment, we're leaning towards Regulon. He's got a great fixture against Watford away. And then after that, a tough fixture. Well, possibly not a, such a tough fixture. Well, he's got Arsenal and then Chelsea away, which might still be an all right fixture in a few weeks. And then Southampton and Wolves at home. And I think Spurs at home are going to be um, very, very good. They're going to be a bit like Arsenal winning a lot of games, keeping a lot of clean sheets. So I think he's good for the for the medium to short term, like you said, Tom. Um, and he probably just about will outdo Matty Cash. So at the moment, we're going for that. It's quite a difficult decision, but um, saves us some money as well, Tom. Going from James to Regulon, which gives us a mill in the bank elsewhere. Um, we're currently just looking at doing the one transfer. Um, Gallagher's going to being our starting 11 but Sissoko will most likely come off the bench so to read out our most probable 11 it'll be the herring goal chance we made last week Wolves at home that's a good fixture Regulon Watford away Diaz Arsenal away Trent Chelsea away Son will probably keep the captaincy because the fixtures are so good uh, Watford away Foden and Bowen with Watkins Ronaldo and Calvert-Lewin up front who will hopefully play this week uh, so that's our team for this week um our squad's, our squad's thin, Tom, but I think we'll, we'll get through it. We'll do all right. Yeah, I have a question for you. So, obviously, it's New Year's Eve tonight. A lot of people are going to be going out drinking, myself as well. The deadline's at 11 o'clock tomorrow. 
do you make your transfers before you go out uh, today or do you wait till the morning um, slash hope that you wake up, hope you're not too hungover, don't touch your team or start drinking, obviously, but is it worth the risk waiting for the morning, do you think, or would you if say it? You know you're going to a party and you know you're going to get drunk. You know you're going to wake up on your, well, you're not going to want to wake up to the afternoon. I would say make your transfers uh, this evening. Uh, I don't. I hope not much will change. I don't think that much will change. If there's any postponements, I don't think it's unlikely. Oh, I'd say this. It's more likely that we find out about that on after the deadline. So, I just, I just make the transfers be done with it. You don't have to worry about making an alarm or, you know, waking up early. Just, just sleep in on New Year's Day, Tom. Don't worry about. It. I make the transfer this evening. Or tell your even, mate to do it for you. Even though we've been advising and saying wait last minute transfers with all the with all the stuff that's been going on. But at the you same say, time, Tom, you know, FPL is saying that it's supposed to, you know, be a, something that you enjoy. And if it's got a, if you've got to wake up early just to do FPL team with a hangover, it might not be so enjoyable. If there's a lot to consider as well, you might make a bad decision, and then the bad decision means that it ruins you. Well, it damages your team for the for the coming weeks as well so i just make it when you're in a clear state of mind uh, to be honest maybe i think it's a sacrifice you have to make and wake up early and do it to be as long as you're in the right state of mind to make a good decision and waking up early if you're really committed then yeah that's fine yeah well whatever you do sign out of your teams in the evening though when you're up you don't want to be making any uh any junk transfers <laughs> that's for sure yeah as we spoke about before, no transfers on an emotional high or low. Thank you for the reminder, Tom. Yeah. All right. So, so to round off the episode, we'll just go through the predictions for game week 21. We've currently got eight games um, and Arsenal City will kick us off. Uh, on differential. First. Let's finish on oh. the differential, Tom. You want to do that? You want to do that after the predictions? Yeah. All right. So Arsenal City, Tom. I'll, I'll start us off with this one. I think two 0 City. I think they're going to win this one. They won't batter Arsenal. Arsenal have improved since they got bad at the start of the season against City. Um, but I think City will be strong enough to win this one. I'll go three nil City. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Watford versus Spurs. Uh, 2-0 Spurs 2-0 I can see quite a few more goals in this one I'm going for 3-1 but I wouldn't be surprised if there's more in this for Spurs I already think this is a good fixture for them mm. Fair enough Palace West Ham if it doesn't get postponed Um, 1-1 Yeah I've I gone with 2-1 it's going to be a close one this one I think, West, yeah. I think West Ham's form might start turning now. They've been very up and down since the international break, but I feel like they, they're going to start turning now. 4-1 is a big win against Watford. I feel like their confidence is going to come back. So 2-1 for me. Next game, yeah. Brentford versus Villa. 2-1 uh, Villa. I don't think I can deny my FPL bias when I... Uh, made this decision. I've also gone with 2 0 Villa, given I own Cash and Watkins in my own team. Which, by the way, Tom, is sitting for the first time this season in the top 50k. Oh, very nice. Very nice. 
love to see it with that. The early Kane move has, has paid off as well with him getting two goals in the last two. But unfortunate not to get more as well, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Everton versus Brighton. Everton versus Brighton. Um, nil nil. <laughs> Certainly no FPL price in that one. You must have doing that front nil nil. Yeah, I think it's good as well. I mean, I mean, we saw how Burnley played after four weeks off. Everton could be very similar. Um. I've gone with two on Everton, uh, but I'm I'm starting to rethink that um, after thinking about how Burnley played. I don't think Everton will be amazing. Um, I'll stick with it though. I want to change it now. So two one for me, Everton. I would. I, I like we say. I've got. I'm starting to get a better feeling about Brian winning that game one nil. I'll put it in brackets, Tom, so I can uh, mug you off when I <laughs> give myself three points when Brian actually wins. Anyway, Leeds versus Burnley. One nil Burnley. <laughs> now I'll back the one all, and I need my I need one certain player to score because he's going to be my differential. He's a real big punt. All right. Yeah. Chelsea versus Liverpool. I think Liverpool will win this one. Chelsea look really weak at the moment, but if Chelsea have any chance, Mount and Lukaku have got to play well. Lukaku uh, won't play. Liverpool. <laughs> we'll see about that. He won't start. All right, we'll see, we'll see. 2-0 Liverpool. Yeah. Where are you going? 2-0 Liverpool as well. Oh, of course. <sighs> to finish us off, Tom, Man United versus Wolves. A Wolves team who haven't played in a little while, but I've got a... Uh, they were playing very well before they had the postponement in, in 19, so I'm going to back them to, to draw this one, one all. I'm going 1-0 United. Below scoring, pretty sure. Mm, yeah, maybe. Let me just uh, quickly respect the fact that from game week 12 to game week 18, Jose Sarr averaged six points per game for a 5 mil keeper. Then we so sold him. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's right. We sold him for two points, David. There. To be honest, he could come back in if we wildcard, you know. Yeah. He is a legend. We have to get an FBL apprentice wall. He, he'd be the first one there. I think, mm, I think game week 28 onwards, he's got good, good generally good fixtures. Um, so if we wildcard at about that time, or even earlier, game week 22, Tommy, you can come back in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that rounds us off for the prediction games. Differential, Tom, it's your turn to go first. Firstly, I'm on 97 points. You're on 54. <laughs> mm. So you're slacking off. Um, yeah. My differential is uh, KDB. Sharp, um, have we not? Seen? We haven't. He's been injured most of the season. That's a good one. Yeah. Not much to say on him. But I've talked about him on the pod. I think he'll be good. I definitely you're... didn't choose him. Burnley at home. Nope. When will game week was Burnley at home? Game okay. You picked Laporte and I picked Foden. <laughs> All right. Uh, my my player. 
You've, you've made a very good decision there, Tom. You told me pre-pod it was a punt. I think that's a very smart decision. Um, oh, well, you're the one that said he might not start, so it is a punt. <laughs> well, in that sense, it could be. I'm going with... It's a very risky one. <laughs> Looking through the games, I was like, which game stands out to me? Mm, I'm not really sure. <laughs> For City players, yeah, we've already used them. Spurs, we can't really use Spurs. <sighs> Leeds versus Burnley, Tom. Now, I'm back in a Leeds attacker. I think that I think after the way Gale Burnley, Hart. not Gelhart, no, just not. <laughs> Another player who's been playing 90 minutes. I didn't realise he'd been playing so much. Uh, Tyler Roberts, because I think he's going to play. Oh, word. And he is due a goal. I think he scored one this season. Yeah, he scored one he at home to Brentford. So um, I'm back in him. He's played 90 in the last uh, five game weeks. So I'm back in him. All right, I prefer my pick, but yeah, so do, do I. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I think that we come to the end of the pod. Uh, I'm sure I'll be hitting the 100 mark on the differential points after this game. Um, it's been another good pod. It's been good to be back after we we missed a game week. I don't like missing game weeks, but we we came to the conclusion that there was no point podding two days. Like there was no time to pod really. Um, but yeah, no, I mean. Not, not much else to say. Like we were saying, though, make sure to not miss the deadline. Either lock them in before you go out or set set a few alarms in the morning. Um, and make sure to, uh, to yeah, to not miss the deadline. Anything else to say, Chris? Exactly. Um, have a happy new year, everyone. And we'll see you in 2022. Yep. See you next week in 2022.